welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we're out at Jeff the Ben Farm. Yeah. It's our first full-length episode of 2022. Yeah, and we're going to do it right. Yeah. We're going to do this right. Yeah, I, I think so. So we've got guests on the show today. We've been talking a while about having them on. We have. They're they're like famous, though. Everybody knows them. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody that went to Bourbon on the Banks knows who they are. Yeah. Bourbon on the Banks, any other event we've been to, we, we try to take them along with us. There are gal pals, our wives. Yeah. We got Mel Shannon with us in the house. Uh-huh. And Vivian Hyatt. Ladies, how are you doing? Doing great. Oh, they said something, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's going to let loose the floodgates, I think. Yeah, so what we're going to do today is we kind of came up with this episode. We've been talking about kind of doing something like this, right? But we got four breakfast or brunch cocktails each one of us made. Uh, our wives each made a cocktail. And then we got four different types of biscuits from four different restaurants that we could get here in Shelbyville because we are kind of limited a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it had to be something we could get within a short drive. Yeah, and I believe that these are four biscuits that you could get almost anywhere across the country. Uh, one of them being Bojangles might be limited to where you can get that because I don't think Bojangles is a nationwide chain, right? I think they're they're I think they are a nationwide chain, but that would just be me guessing at it. Yeah, I, I really don't know. And then we got two different types of country ham um, that are pretty special to Kentucky, and they are. World renowned. They've been on all kinds of lists. One of them was on, I think both of them actually are on Bon Appetit. Um, if somebody reads that magazine or reads that website uh, on the New York Times, best country hams in America. Um, we didn't have your favorite Benton ham. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that, why we did do two Kentucky hams. So, yeah, that's the the uh, episode for today. Um, we, we are going to drink some whiskey in our cocktails. We are. But you know, we'll talk a little bit about which whiskeys we chose. But yeah. but basically, Mike, I think you chose two whiskeys you felt would be all around good choices for making breakfast cocktails. Yeah, they're high proof enough that you're going to get that bourbon or whiskey taste in it. Um, they're readily available on any shelf. That's what I wanted, really, was something that anybody could get. So we're, we're going to be drinking in our cocktails today our old granddad uh, 100 proof bottled in bond. The bonded. Yeah. Great whiskey, right? Absolutely a good whiskey. Yeah. Spicy, but, uh, so it really stands out a little bit. Yeah. But it's got that 100 proof, which is like a key, that key point, I think, to, to stand out in a cocktail, right? And then I don't know why I had it under my shelf. I think you left it over here, but I have a bottle of Wild Turkey 101 Rye. And I was like, what a great whiskey to drink in a breakfast cocktail. It's got, like I said, that proof, that spice that you want to have, that you're going to know that your whiskey, that's the way I like my cocktails. I want to know the whiskey's in there. Uh, I don't want to know that I put a bunch of sugar in a glass and I'm trying to drink the sugar, right? You want to have that flavor of whiskey. So, so we have talked about this quite a bit. We've actually had the biscuit discussion a dozen times or more on the show it it seems like when we get in the car and we start driving all four of us uh, we start talking about biscuits and um we talk about the best biscuits we, we have some funny conversations so we'll talk about mayonnaise we'll talk about lunch meats potted meat hams um 
we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. I see Mel there making a face about potted meat. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like not potted a fan. Meat. Yeah, that's just a it's a poor man's meat in a can right there. It, I don't even know if you really could consider it meat, uh, but but Mel is going to be first today. She picked the biscuit. She picked the type of ham for it, and then she made her own cocktail up. So, Mel, what what's your cocktail for us? So my cocktail is called Mel's Mulemosa. And in that, I have two ounces of light ginger beer, two ounces of orange juice, one and a half ounce of old granddad, and a little bit of ice. Stir it up and drink. Wow. Well, let's try this thing. Let's try it. I'm ready. Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a breakfast brunch drink if you ever had one. Uh, we've, we've all been fans of uh, mimosas and we call them uh, bourbon moses, right? Bourbon moses, man moses, whatever you want to call it. This is, I actually said before we started, this is actually a little bit better, I think. It's got a little bit more sweetness to it. Uh, I think using that ginger beer, a little bit more spice to it. You know, we talking about champagne, and I don't think any four of us are champagne drinkers, are we? Just when it's in a, yeah. um, a mimosa, that's it. I mean, I really don't drink it otherwise. I guess if somebody were to raise a toast at a wedding or something, I'll have a glass. Now, Vivian's mom, she might be the world champion in drinking champagne. Um, she drinks a little bit of it. Um, every That's the only thing she'll drink, right, Viv? Yep. That's about it. That's about it. What do you think about this cocktail? I think it's good. I like the sweetness. Um, like Jim said, it champagne's usually pretty dry, but um, not a fan of the dry. So, yeah, it's good. And the sweetness kind of takes over, uh, cuts the flavor of the orange juice, the acidity of the orange juice. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good review there. I, I, I like I like it because I'm feeling like I'm drinking kind of a mimosa with a kick, like a mimosa with a little bit of kick. Now, obviously, the bourbon, the gold granddad is going to give it a little bit of a kick, but so does that bite from that ginger. Right? Yeah, it, it's it's nice to me. I, I, Viv hit it all on the spot, I think, um, how she she should write cocktail reviews. <laughs> she made it sound beautiful. So, Mel, what kind of biscuit and ham did you pair together? So, I paired the McDonald's biscuit with the Finchville ham. So, Finchville hams, Jim, that's right down the road from us. Yeah, I mean, Finchville is, uh, it's about, I think it's not even a five-mile drive from our house to get down to the Finchville factory store. And, and you know, they... They don't really have a they don't really have a showroom in in there or anything. I think at one time they did, but now they do what uh, curbside pickup. But you'll find them in all the Krogers. You'll find them in all the grocery stores around. And like you said, Mike, you'll find Finchfield hams on all the top ten lists of hams as you're looking around. Right, country hams. There, they kind of make the list. Yeah, I was shocked. I started looking up country hams. Me and you were talking about this, and I was looking up country hams and what we could get. Uh, and I was like shocked. I was like, hmm, Finchfield hams on there. You could order them online also, um, but I've seen it in Kroger before. We've had it before. Uh, They're actually it, sold out in Kroger right now. Though. Yeah. Well, ham is a, I didn't know it was a hard thing to get right now, um, but it is. But the the unique fact I found out was that there is on the Kentucky Tourism's website, there's actually a ham trail across Kentucky. Yeah, I wonder how closely that matches the bourbon trail. I mean, you could do both, right, at the same time. Eh, <laughs> Probably not. It don't even match it. Uh, down by the Green River, down by Owensboro, um, there are several ham places down there. Uh, Mel brought up one from uh, a town she lived in. What's that called, Mel? 
Um, it's outside of Campbellsville, really, but it's it's Pensham. So, and then we got Finchfield, and we got Fathers today, another ham that's uh, down there by the Green River and stuff. But super beautiful ham on a biscuit. A little bit salty, what you think. Neat thing about McDonald's is most people will go in there now, if they're listening to this, and be like, I want a biscuit. And they're going to say, it's not on a menu, but McDonald's will sell you biscuits. They said it's one of their biggest ordered things, just the biscuit. Just the biscuit. Just the biscuits. And it was relatively cheap. Probably the cheapest place there was to buy biscuits this morning um, out of the four places I went to. Like three bucks for four biscuits now. That's a lot for four biscuits. When now, you when you're when you're reviewing a biscuit, I'm gonna I'm gonna look over at Vivian on this because she's kind of the resident biscuit expert here. But when you're reviewing a biscuit, texture is a lot, right? Yes, it is. So you got flaky, cakey, fluffy. What you know? Which do you prefer? I prefer flaky. Um, it's the McDonald's biscuit to me is a little chewier, not as flaky. It's a little bit more dense. Um, which, to, in my opinion, it makes it a little dry. Um, but but it holds together real nice in a sandwich. It does hold I, together. Yes, it doesn't that, crumble. Maybe that's a lot of what they're thinking of there when they're when they're designing their biscuits. They're thinking, wait, we're gonna make we're gonna make biscuit sandwiches out of this, and we can't have it cr- crumbling in people's hands, right? That is true. That is true. Well, it is the prettiest biscuit out of all the four biscuits we looked at. What do you think, Mel? Um, well, I, uh, I, I really do like the ham. I'm not a big country ham fan, so this isn't too salty for me, which is good. Um, I agree with Viv on the biscuit. It's, it's just seems a little bit dry, but it does not fall apart in your hand. So. Well, heck what a combination. Yeah. Ham biscuits and a meal. Bourbon Mosa cocktail. Yeah. So how how are we how are we scoring all this, Mike? Because we are having a contest here, right? Water. Well, <laughs> is it a contest or is I, it just a? No. I think we're just doing something to have some fun here with the ladies. Uh, get them on our show, right? Because we two and a half years, almost three years. Um, we've taken them all over the country, just about, and we drag them into just about every distillery we can drag them into. They've got some nice benefits out of it, I think, but they sometimes just have to sit there and just listen to us. So is this more of just a biscuit show then? So, just a so the show. ham is there to enhance the biscuit, the cocktail is there to enhance the experience, but we're really going to score a biscuit, right, at the end of the show? Yeah, I'd say the best biscuit. We'll, we'll say who the best biscuit is. So this is our 2022 biscuit challenge. Biscuit challenge. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, I think we need to score on the drinks, too. Oh, <laughs> she's oh. throwing down. She must have a good one coming up. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. It's just, you know, they're all going to be good, hopefully. Time will tell. Well, we do have three other cocktails. We've got three other biscuits. Uh We'll have Finchville ham on another biscuit. Then, like I said, we had Father's Country Ham. And we just want to say to all of our listeners out there, thanks for staying with us. Um, thanks for listening to this first show, long show in 2022. Uh, we plan to do more fun things like this. Try to lighten it up a little bit. Break up the monotony a little bit, you know. I mean, bourbon is uh, bourbon and rye and, and American whiskeys are really the core of what we do. But you can have a lot of fun with it, right? You can have a lot of fun branching out a little bit and trying some different things. And I think food and pairing is always something that we want to talk about. Cocktails play a big part 
in the in the spirit experience. So I'm glad we're doing both. Well, you know who hit me up last night? Peggy No Stevens wants to do a show with us. All right. About cereal. Cereal. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to pair cereal with her, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be, that'd be a fun show to do with bourbons and, and cereal because we're always coming up with cereal and they'll try it. Um, so well, hang with us. This is going to be four 15 minute segments. We'll be right back. Jim, you know what's good to have with cocktails? You're going to tell me. Bourbon barrel aged maple syrup from our good friends up in Ohio at Seldom Seen Farms. I know you like to make those old fashions all the time. I do. I do. Listen, it's so easy, guys. You just take a half ounce of this maple syrup, bourbon aged maple syrup. You uh, put two ounces of bourbon in there, a couple of shakes of your favorite bitters over ice. You could put a little bit of orange peel in there if you want to, but man. What a fantastic old-fashioned. Now, you don't have to pour it in an old-fashioned. You can have it on chicken and biscuits. You can have it on pancakes. You can have it on waffles. I mean, you can pour it just about on anything. But Kevin Holly up there, this is his time of the season to start taking that sap out of those trees. I've seen several posts where he's got all of his lines going right now. So he's up there making it. Once he gets it, he cooks it down, makes the maple syrup, and then he puts it in those barrels. Um, he's working with New Riff. He's working with our good friends down there at Leapers Fork. Several other distilleries around the country are starting to reach out to him because his stuff is magic in a bottle. So make sure you grab this. You said they can buy it in a case, right, Jim? Yeah, you can get them 12 in a case. You can also get them as part of gift sets as well, like candles and things like that. So definitely worth a visit to the website, seldomseenmaple.com. Check out everything they have to offer. They support the Bourbon Road. Take care yeah. of their sponsors. Yeah. Well, back to our episode. So, listeners, we're back. And just to remind everybody, we got our beautiful wives with us, uh, Mel and Vivian. You ladies still doing good? Yep, doing good. You got that first cocktail in you. So, I see the smiles are going now. She put a full shot in that cocktail. Full shot. Yes. So, that's that's get you going on a nice cold Sunday morning in Kentucky. We got the fire rolling. We got Woodrow, the whiskey dog, keeping guard over there at the door. And we're going boy, girl, boy, girl today. So, or man, woman, (laughs) however you want to say it. (laughs) So, Mike, you're up next. I am. So, what I got is I got Big Chiefs bourbon coffee. All right. Um, So, my uh, take on this right here, going to take – a ounce and a half of bourbon, which I use Wild Turkey 101 Rye Whiskey, Jim. Good choice. Yeah. Great choice. I know everybody's out there just kicking themselves that I didn't pull a weeded bourbon for this. But well, you know, this is uh this cocktail you're 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 making here is is a little on the heavy side. So mm-hmm. you need something that can really cut through, right? Yeah. So my cocktail has a ounce and a half of wild turkey 101 rye whiskey. Three quarters of an ounce of maple syrup. What kind of maple syrup do you think I used? We seldom seen for sure. Yes, sir. Three quarters of an ounce. It's triple sec. An ounce and a half of heavy whipping cream. Um, I know people whipping cream in a cocktail, but trust me, you're gonna love this. And then I went ahead and added two and a half ounces of cold brew coffee to that. Perfect. You stir, put a little ice in it, and serve. So it's called Big Chiefs. What? Big Chiefs. Big Chiefs. I was going to say bourbon. You use anything you want, but Big Chiefs bourbon coffee. All right. Let's taste that. 
<clears throat> I know the lady said they were going to tear my stuff up. So, man, that's a good one, Mike. I, I don't know how to te- tear it down and do, <laughs> do a tasting on it the way Viv did in the last episode. Viv, what do you got for us? That's pretty good. <laughs> I think it's dessert in a glass. It is dessert in a glass. I would probably not have this necessarily for breakfast, but maybe after dinner cocktail. Or after dinner cocktail. Yeah. It is a little heavy and sweet, but honestly, it's uh, it's still cold because you put that cold coffee in there. Yeah, you can still get that coffee taste to it, right? Um, that maple syrup kind of adds a little bit of smokiness to it. Um, I don't know whether I taste the triple second there or not. I can't taste the orange. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that it's not coming through. I'm not sure why that is, Mike, but I'm sure it's adding some layer of flavor to it, but it's no longer discernible as like an orange. It yeah. tastes more like coffee. I think the coffee, maybe if we would have got a lighter roast, maybe then the orange would have come through a little bit more. But I, th- I believe this was a stronger roast coffee, dark roast. Yeah. Well, the biscuit I picked was from Cracker Barrel. And I don't know if people know that you can go into Cracker Barrel and order biscuits or not, but you can. Uh, it was really quick. They had them there. I called in and said, hey, can I get four biscuits? And they had them waiting for me when I got there, which was nice. And that was just a few shows ago where you were telling us how you called ahead and had some pancakes ready for you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a big Cracker Barrel fan. Well, I'm actually not a big Cracker Barrel fan. Um, I'm a big Waffle House fan, but you can't can't get pancakes in Waffle House unless you want to mess with them. So, so you got to... You got a Cracker Barrel biscuit, and what, what kind of ham you got on that biscuit, Mike? So on this biscuit, I paired some father's ham out of Bremen, Kentucky, a uh, very famous ham, I guess ham farm, ham shop, been around since 1947. Finchville hams, if you notice that, are both started around the same time, right after World right War Right after II. the war, huh? Yep, yep. So a lot of people coming back from the war looking for that uh, that career, right? Looking for that purpose in life. Yeah, I think it's Father's Ham. He tried. Uh, he bought 200 hams to try to start his business. And uh, they had a flood because they're down on the Green River, um, Ohio Rivers. It, the Green River pushes into Ohio, and that pushes that water back up into the Green River and flooded everything out. It flooded those 200 hams out. Oh, my goodness. So I'm sure back then that was a humongous loss for them. Um, but he, to his good nature, he, he kept at it and he bought 200 more hams and did it again. Um, I'm sure it took him a while to recoup that money from that 200 hams that were lost. But today they're still in business. Um, that's a long time, over 70 years in business. That's pretty amazing. So, <clears throat> you know, we found Finchville because they're real close to us here. There's Shelby County. Well, yeah. Very close to Shelby County. Um, but how'd you find out about fathers? Well, like I said, Bon Appetit has a article that was written about hams in America. And I was no doubt, I thought I'd find one Virginia place on there. And they do. Edwards Hams is on there. Um, Benton's is on there at number five. But Finchville and Fathers was like at three and four. Wow. That's saying something right that there. That is saying something. Yeah. Um, a foodie magazine picking two rural areas to pull hams out of now our good friend steve coombs calls this uh what's he call it does he call it redneck prosciutto yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> now he wrote the book on ham he did ham. he yeah. did and he's actually the guy told me where to get this at uh, a little place called morris's deli over in the highlands <clears throat> little liquor store little deli you can get sandwiches in there but you go in there and get a pound of ham 
Um, I will tell you this, and you know this because you went over there and got the Finchville ham. Uh, that ham is about seventeen dollars a pound. Yeah, it's, it's not cheap. Country, this kind of country, country, ham, country ham, yeah. biscuit ham. So, yeah, um, I'm always glad to support small companies like this. Fathers at Morris's Deli, uh, Finchville Hams. Anytime I can support a small business. If there was a small business in Shelbyville that made biscuits, I probably would have went there and ordered biscuits. But there's no breakfast place in Shelbyville except for fast food. So, yeah. So, Mel, what do you think about this biscuit? Um, it's it's dense like the other one. Yeah, it's not flaky, but it's a it's not quite as dry. So the I ham, like, the ham's a little saltier than I like for a country ham, but it's still good. Yeah, I thought it was a little more salty too. I I, th- I felt like, uh, but this is a little more concentrated ham flavor too. It's like it's a little more, little more aged maybe than the Finchville ham. Well, I almost bet this is a different type of uh, hog too, because this is super dark. Yeah, um, and that Finchville ham was super light. So whenever you do get different types of a different hog, will be a different color. I always give Mel a hard time because she's from Iowa, and I always think when I think of hog, for some reason, I think of Iowa. But she told me several times, and I I, I know it's not known for hogs; it's known for corn. Um, but for some reason, I just think uh, there's just hogs, a plethora of hogs there. Now, Vivian, I'm watching your technique over here, and I'm seeing <laughs> I'm seeing you like to eat the ham and the biscuits separate and not it together. So is there some technique to that? No, I was just trying to figure out the density, whether or not the biscuit was flaky or not, and then eat the ham separately because I didn't want to combine the two to mix up any flavoring. Since we were talking about ham and biscuits, I figured I would just do each one separately, not together. Together, they pair well, um, but definitely saltier than the first one. But I do like this flavor better with the biscuit. I feel like the biscuit might be a little bit sweeter. So the two combination and probably a little bit of grape jelly might go good with it, but that's another show. Well, you know, sometimes people put on ham, uh, country ham and biscuits and put a little bit of apple butter. And we didn't have any apple butter today, but well, we do have apple butter. <laughs> oh, you do? Well, come on now. You're on Jeff the Ben Farm. We're gonna we're gonna try to have something. Everything. <laughs> Some of this um, aged maple syrup might have been good in this, but I think this cocktail pairs good with the saltiness of this ham right here. It is a little bit saltier. Um, for those that don't know, hams are usually either um, salt cured or sugar cured, uh, and then they put them in a smokehouse too. And they can smoke them and cure them that way, too. Um, this one right here is obviously salt cured. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Is. Now, one of the things you can do with your country hams, if they're too salty for you, is to rinse them off, soak them in a little bit of water before you cook them up. And, uh, and that'll take some of that saltiness out of them. Now, I'm sure there are people out there, purists, who say, don't do it, don't do it. But uh, I was I was actually on the Benton Hams website and there were some comments in there about from people talking about how they were too salty. They couldn't eat it. Right. And then, of course, the comment were back. The, the response back is, well, if it's too salty for you, you need to soak some of that salt out of it. You know who lives right down the road from Bentonham's? Who's that? Our good friend, Adam Boothby. Oh, there you go. Him and Sarah. Sarah actually grew up around there. And she actually used to work at this cheese place called Sweetwater um, up in Cleveland, Tennessee. 
um, which I thought was pretty cool because she might have worked at the same time. Me and Vivian had went there and visited Sweetwater Hams and or Sweetwater Cheese. It's been a long time ago, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought that's cool. That he lives right down the road from there, so he said next time we want some ham, tell him he'll go get us some. Awesome, that's a good way. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. But you can go on their website. Fathers has a website now. Most of these places will ship their stuff out to you. Just remember that it is a small business, and right now with shipping, it's going to take a little bit. And you're better off to get a whole ham shipped to you because it, it starts getting real expensive when they get into the smaller packages and sliced. By the time you pay shipping and everything, you can get a whole ham for 85 to 100 bucks. But then again, if you want a couple of pounds sliced up, it's going to cost you 30 Well, speaking of hams, you know, Yesterday was New Year's Day, right? Did you guys, do you and Mel have a New Year's tradition with ham or anything like that? No tradition, but we did have a traditional meal yesterday. So we had uh, pork roast and sauerkraut. We were talking about that, uh, me and Viv were, about different traditions. Uh, I think we have a more Southern tradition where we eat um, spiral sliced ham with uh, black eyed peas, collard greens, and cornbread. That's our southern type of meal right there i think that sauerkraut and pork roast is probably a more northern uh, meal i would kind suspect. of a german thing right Viv? i'm not sure about that i mean that's what i hear <laughs> i'm I, I can't remember if that's what we ate or not i believe you are probably correct what about what do you think mel i don't have any other comments on that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a big foodie so i just ate what jim prepared what, Jim prepared? Yes. Was it homemade sauerkraut? Uh, no, it wasn't homemade sauerkraut, but it was German style. You should have gave us a call. We could have got you some homemade sauerkraut right from there. Here. There you go. You know, Viv, right. Viv likes to make her own. But it's a short supply this season because she didn't make that much, I think. How no, many? I, I think I made 12 jars, 12, 12 quarts. Jars. So that's enough. That'll get us. It's like a jar a month for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't eat that much sauerkraut. <laughs> Well, two great cocktails so far, two great hams, no doubt. Um, I would buy those both those hams again, especially Finchfield, because Finchfield's, that's our kind of our home kind of place. hometown place, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like the, the second ham with Mel's cocktail. That was a better pairing. Really? Yeah, because the saltiness of this ham and the sweetness of uh, her cocktail, the ginger beer. And the orange juice, I think, was a much better pairing than uh, your cocktail. However, I, I your cocktail was good. So her cocktail is better than mine so far? Um, So far, yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and yeah. the biscuits. Everybody's got it in their mind so far where the biscuits stand, right? Because that, that's what we're going to do at the end of the show. We're going to sort of talk about which biscuit prevailed. Yeah. Right. Oh, we're going to talk about which pairing goes with which, <laughs> uh, which ham and cocktail. I think should and biscuit goes together. Okay, you didn't know we had we you didn't know we had Big John's sister on today. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> She's done taking over. She's doing a podcast takeover. <laughs> well, see, Mike, you and I were at a disadvantage because we didn't know that taste of either ham. Now, now they do. Oh yeah. See, we were at a disadvantage for I, our pairing. I hadn't tasted it yet. I hadn't tasted either one. I was just like kind of wait until we ate something but uh I, i'm happy so far i don't know yeah, you get some too. biscuits and some ham and some great cocktail with friends in front of a fire um that's the way to spend a sunday afternoon right the way to start out 2022 right yeah yeah well stick with us listeners we'll be right back 
This episode is brought to you by Seldom Seen Farms Bourbon Aged Maple Syrup out of Ohio. Six to nine months in a bourbon barrel. Jim, where can they find it at? You can find it on SeldomSeenMaple.com. Get you some. Well, listeners, we're back. Um, just to remind everybody what we're doing here as we're having brunch breakfast cocktails with some biscuits and country ham. I mean, it started, it started before noon, but it's lasting well afternoon. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to happen. We got our fire going. We got Woodrow, the whiskey dog. He's got about half his toys out here in the living room now. Our wives are both smiling now. They both got a little whiskey in them. A little bit of fire popping in the background. Yeah, yeah. So it's Viv's turn with her cocktail and her uh, biscuits and ham. So, Viv, what do you got for us? Viv's Apple Bourbon Fizz. Ooh, she got a good name. Sounds nice. Okay, so I used, um, I took four glasses and made a cinnamon and sugar rim. I put orange wedges and just kind of put it around the rim so that when the sugar dipped it in cinnamon sugar and um, make a nice little crust. And then I took three tablespoons of apple butter, two ounces of bourbon. I used granddad bourbon pinch of cinnamon and put it in a shaker glass with some ice and shook it up and poured it into a glass, the rim glass, and then topped it with ginger beer, about four ounces of ginger beer. And then I made a garnish because I like to be bougie, as Mel said, (laughs) with a cinnamon stick and an orange wedge on the edge. Is there a song like that? Bougie like Viv? Bougie like Vivian on a... Podcast day. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mel's song. Mel and uh, uh, her grandson's song. <laughs> it's bougie like Applebee's, right? Yes. Right. Yep. I don't can't tell you the last time I'd ever been to an Applebee's. So what? No. What was the name of this drink? One more time. It is by far the one with the most outstanding look to it. It's the best looking cocktail so far. Viv's Apple Bourbon Fizz. Apple Bourbon Fizz. And I paired that with Bojangles Biscuit and Father's Country Ham. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. This is actually pretty good. Reminds me of a cold fall day. Oh, this is like spiced apple cider. This is really good. Reminds me of apple pie. Apple pie in the glass, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty dang tasty. Yeah, it is. I love the contrast of the of the ginger beer with the apple butter. It it kind of really is nice. I think that uh, old granddad bottle and bond stands up perfect in this too. Yeah, nice whiskey to pair with this. If you're looking for a whiskey on the bottom shelf, it's it's got that beautiful orange label on it. And uh, for our listeners that don't know, who's old granddad Jim? He's Basil Hayden. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, that that's yeah. Old Granddad. And the Old Granddad Distillery is not over by Jim Beam. It's over in Frankfort, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but that's where it's at. Um, not too far from Buffalo Trace. Right. You'd think, you know, Jim Beam's got to have a, a foothold in Frankfort, right? Now, that's not a distillery you can go to into or anything, but stands up well in this cocktail. I think it's a beautiful cocktail. Like Mel said, apple pie in a glass. It looks beautiful. If you wanted to serve a, I'd say you're having a Christmas party, these would be nice to make. If you made a yeah, whole it's bunch very of festive, very kind of, uh, yeah, holiday, get that holiday flavor to it. 
Now the question is, how's old Bojangle Biscuits? I have to say, Vivian, <clears throat> Bojangles is one of my favorite biscuits. But you got to make sure when you set it down on a counter or something, you got to have a napkin under them. I think the sweetness of my drink and the saltiness of the ham pair very well together. Yeah, I think that biscuit and that ham go well together. That saltiness. That That's biscuit, why I picked it. That biscuit's got a different flavor to it, doesn't it? A lot different. It's a little bit more. It's got a better crust on it, I think. You know, it probably cooked a little bit longer. Now, when I went in there this morning, they were in there cooking biscuits. Yeah. I think their sign says new biscuits every like 20 minutes or something like that. Um, but it's got that little bitty crunch to it. Now, I've run up there for just to get biscuits. It's been a while, but you can get just a big old box of biscuits from them. You get a box full of 10 biscuits if you want. Yeah, that father's ham and the and the Bojangles biscuits. What a good pairing. Excellent choice, Viv. Thank you. Mel, what do you say about this biscuit? Um, I like it. I do like the crunchiness of it, but it's not my favorite so far. No? No. Well, you grew up in the country, right? No. You're a city girl. Right. So biscuits and ham wasn't a thing. No. But you moved to Kentucky at some point down in uh, Campbellsville. Right. Right. Is that where you introduced to biscuits and ham? Definitely where I was introduced to country ham. Yes. What about you, Jim? Because you're from Ohio. Yeah, I'm from Ohio. I mean, I I grew up eating biscuits. Most of my my family, my, at least my mother's side, is from Kentucky. Uh, you know, beaten biscuits and country gravy and was pretty much something you had every day of the week, pretty much. Now they cooked them in a big cast iron skillet or. Uh, I don't know. I know we used to go to our family reunions and unions and the <clears throat> and the older women in the kitchen would scoot everybody out and get out of their way because they had to beat them biscuits and get them ready to go. But no, they just they just shoved them in the oven. But I, they just pounded those biscuits and made them real thin. And then when they when they then they cooked up, they were kind of layered, really good. I I can't even remember my first biscuit. But my mom would always make homemade biscuits. It wasn't out of pack or anything, and um. I remember her putting it, pushing them together. You always thought biscuits had to be separated, but she'd push them together so they'd rise up and it'd look like a big biscuit cake. Um, so, but I'm kind of, I kind of like the just canned biscuit, I guess, just because it was so flaky and layery. I like this cocktail a lot. I think with having the cinnamon stick on it, though, you got you to gotta kind of get rid of it pretty quick. Otherwise, it's going to get real cinnamony real fast. Yeah, maybe skip the cinnamon stick next time so both of you ladies uh has the bourbon road been fun for you like travel along and watch it grow yeah sure absolutely yes it has i i, I feel like we've met a lot of cool people and uh been introduced to some pretty good bourbons um yeah so mel what's your favorite experience that we've got to go on do you have a favorite place that you've gotten to go to or? Well, I would say two different places for two different reasons, but Leaper's Fork was a lot of fun that day when you guys did multiple shows and we got to listen to multiple country artists upcoming and um, of course got to hang out with Matt all day, which he's an awesome dude. Um, and the other one was Bourbon on the Banks, even though it was super busy and crazy. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because you ladies never got to leave that 
our like t-shirt table, right? You were just no. there the entire yeah. day. We were, none of us got to leave that tent the entire day. It was just slam packed to the T. We had great friends in there helping us. Besides you two, we had Abby come in there and help us and stuff. You ladies just worked it and worked it and worked it. Standing behind the table, I know you were exhausted by the end of the day. We were um, never got a chance to. We Our plans was to go down and kind of experience bourbon on the banks, but there was just no time. Um, I didn't think we were going to have that many fans come in there to our, to our tent. We even talked about recording an episode while we were there <laughs> in our little – you know, lounge, Burby yeah. Road Lounge, but there was it was not going to happen. Well, there's somebody playing music across the way, and we're you know we're always concerned about our sound and our sound quality. We just had too many people coming in there at one time for us to kind of get away and do an episode. But a great experience. And then you know everybody knows how much we think about Leapers Fork. That's why we named them our 2021 Craft Distillery of the Year. Um, what a great team they are down there. Um, and we'd said that, how well they treated our wives, because that's what we want our wives to have a great experience. Uh, we always want you ladies to, to when you walk into the distillery, you feel like home. We'd actually talked about when we went down there before another trip, uh, when we went into Pennington Distillery, me and Jim were back recording in like a separate whole area. And we came back and you two were feeling pretty good by the time we got to you. <laughs> they took care of you. They set them up to the bar there and they're out in the gift shop, right? And had yeah. cocktails. Yes. That was that, really that was a fun experience as well. Yeah. But what about you, Viv? What's your favorite experiences? I've had many. Um, I would have to say uh I agree with the bourbon on the banks. Um, I also thoroughly enjoyed the Bardstown Bourbon Festival. We got to just walk around, which was a lot more fun than just sitting in a booth. Uh, we got to walk around. I meet, met tons of people, had lots of drinks, had dinner with uh, Drew and his beautiful wife, Heather. Um, so that was fun. And I don't know. I've had so many. I enjoyed going to Angel's Envy and, uh, and meeting uh, that gentleman, that distiller, and sitting on their couch and feeling like a million bucks there. They treated us well there as well. Yeah, uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, Mel and Jim were on vacation down in Puerto Rico, and you guys weren't able to attend, but um, I was supposed to have a great time there. I did have a great time, but Viv was supposed to be my designated driver, but she got to feeling too good, so I ended up having to drive home. That's how it usually happens. So though. next year, get you'll get a room. Well, yeah. We actually have a hotel company that wants to work with us that said, hey, if your roadies would like to come and stay at our hotel, we'll do a block of rooms and we'll do something for you guys. Good deal. So uh, <clears throat> maybe look for that roadies this year. I guarantee you we're both going to be try to be at both of those events. I can't promise you that we're going to do everything, but um, we both got full-time jobs. Both of our wives have full-time jobs. Mel, what, what do you do? I am a paralegal. For APRIS Inc. I'm their corporate paralegal. Wow. So writing the law all the time. Yes. Working with attorneys and keeping us legal. Well, that's, I think that's pretty cool. And Viv, what do you do? I am a critical care nurse at uh, in the ICU at Norton Brownsboro Hospital. Two women that are working all the time, Jim? Yeah. I mean, you could just be stay-at-home husbands, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how well that go over. <laughs> we might be living in a shack if you do that. 
Well, stay with us, listeners. We'll be right back for our last cocktail and our last biscuits and ham. All right, listeners, we are back. This is our fourth cocktail. Jim, this is your cocktail. This is mine. I won't say it's well thought out or anything like that, but it did seem breakfast-like, brunch-like, a little refreshing, light. So uh, that's kind of what I was going for here. So anybody who's familiar with a Paloma, this is actually a rye Paloma. So uh, in, in this case, what we've got is two ounces of grapefruit juice, two ounces of sparkling water, a half ounce of lime. So you can sort of sounded a little refreshing, right? And uh, <clears throat> and then an ounce of uh, rye bourbon. In this case, it is the Wild Turkey 101 rye. And uh, just shaken over ice and poured over ice. So, Well, heck, that cheers. That sounds pretty refreshing to me. Yeah. Cheers, all. Cheers. So if you're a big fan of grapefruit juice, I don't know if you are. I, I like grapefruit juice. I don't drink it all the time. I would say that uh, most of the time I opt for orange juice, but I do like grapefruit juice. What do you think, Mel? Um, I like it. I like grapefruit juice. I'm not sure about the rye with it because it's just a little. I don't. I don't know what it is, but a little spicy, drying maybe. Dry, dry for me. I probably would have liked it with the old granddad in it. A little sweeter bourbon. Yeah. What about you, Viv? I agree. I think a sweeter bourbon might have was a little good. Um, it it I like the flavor of the grapefruit. Um, it tastes a little bourbony. Maybe a little bit more than two ounces were put in. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> if I know Jim, maybe just a tad more. <laughs> Jim, I think it's great. It's a uh, after eating biscuits and ham that are salty and stuff. It's kind of a palate cleanser you know when you go to a really fancy restaurant they'll bring out that that sorbet ice cream oh yeah Yeah. cleanse your palate with that's kind of what this reminds me of it's kind of cleansing my palate before we eat this next uh i keep wanting to say chicken and biscuits but we're having biscuits and ham so what what biscuit did you get jim so uh i chose the hardy's biscuit it's probably my favorite it's it just barely beats out the Bojangles as far as I'm concerned. But but it does, in my opinion, uh, carry a little bit more weight in my mind than a, Bo, than a Bojangles biscuit. But uh, in, in our ham, we're going to go ahead and use the um, Finchville ham on this because they are so close to our home. So go ahead and take a taste. Tell me what you think. So I like that pairing. I like the Finchville ham with the Hardee's biscuit. Yeah, the Hardy's biscuits got a got its own savory flavor. You know, it, it kind of I don't know what they do to it to make it different, but they do some something's in the mix to make a Hardy's biscuit. It could almost stand alone in my mind, just eating the biscuit. What do you think, Viv? I agree. It's very buttery. It's very soft compared to the other biscuits. The other ones are more dense. I wouldn't say it's flaky. It's just a very soft. Biscuit, kind of melt-in-your-mouth biscuit with uh, the slight sweetness of the ham and the drink. It's a perfect pairing. Well, I've got to figure it out. i got to figure it out why the Hardy's Biscuit is so much different. When I went there this morning, first off, four biscuits cost me $10. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very proud of their biscuits. <laughs> I could have got biscuits and gravy or just a sausage and biscuit a lot cheaper, probably half the price uh, for four biscuits. But I went ahead and 
pay the $10. I just was in a hurry. But um, I watched her rip the biscuits apart, and she dipped into a, I don't know if it was a tub, a vat, what you would call it. It was full of butter and slathered it on there, and she slapped it back together on both pieces and put them in there. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, did she just put butter on it? She's like, oh, yeah, that's what makes our biscuits taste good. Yeah. Um, but nobody else did that. So it, it had time to kind of marinate together, I guess you'd call it, marinate it. Yeah. A butter marinated biscuit. That's something old Paula Dean would say, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a big fan of them. And, you know, we went to a we went to a whiskey festival once, and, and there was a chef there. Actually, the chef was from Hardee's, and he was preparing. Uh, he had prepared a Hardee's biscuit with duck fried duck on the biscuit oh, so they, they took duck and they fried it in duck fat and put it on a hardy's biscuit and it was just it was really really good probably the one meal i remember from that festival and uh, from that day forward i've always loved hardy's biscuits they've just really had a place in my heart so my dad loves hardy's biscuits he does he first time i ever met him he's like we're gonna go get some hardy's biscuits before we go fishing took me by there and i think that was the first time i'd ever had a hardy's biscuit and I was like, man, this thing is loaded down with some grease, um, but it's loaded down with butter, as I found out today. Um, and maybe that's what it is, is the butter soaking in there. So far, uh, since we're done, right here, this, this will be my favorite um, biscuit so far. That's saying a lot for me because it was buttery, it was kind of flaky, you know, and then that ham right pairing with it, not too salty. Favorite cocktail for me would probably, man, it's a toss-up. But you know I love my bourbon mimosas. So, Mel, you went out for me. That's that's my cocktail choice. What about you, Jim? Well, I hate to vote on my own biscuit, but I kind of knew going into it that I was probably going to like the Hardy's biscuit the best. <laughs> I'm kind of predisposed to liking it. Uh, as far as the, the ham goes, I like them both for different reasons. You know, uh, the father's ham was amazing uh had a really great flavor too it's a darker ham a little too salty for this particular application i think but what a great ham it could be used uh in any kind of an hors d'oeuvre or something would be great right um even on a biscuit with a little like on a hardy's biscuit i think it'd be too much because pair that butter and that extra salt but actually both hams were great Hardy's biscuits, my favorite. As far as the cocktails go, it's it's sort of a toss up between the two girls' cocktails. I'm kind of leaning towards um, Vivian's because of the the holiday nature of it, kind of the spicy apple butter. Because yeah. I was mentioning apple butter earlier, going ham, and I think it is kind of a nice pairing. And then she stuck apple butter in it. Yeah, <laughs> went perfect with biscuit, ladies. Now I'll go with you first. What's your uh, favorite biscuit and what's your favorite cocktail? So my favorite biscuit is the Hardy's biscuit. Um, and I like it paired with the Finchville ham. Um, like Jim said, both hams were really good. I'm not a big country ham girl. So the less salty for me was the better. That's why I like the Finchville ham better. Um, I actually enjoyed all of the cocktails. So as you all know, I'm not a big bourbon girl. So for you women out there, or even men who don't really love bourbon, um, these are good, great cocktails to try. Um, I thought it was interesting. Jim and I kind of chose lighter ones, and then you and Viv kind of chose, in my opinion, like um, dessert cocktails. So I would drink any of them again. I thought they were all great. 
Viv, what about you? Um, I agree. All the cocktails were very, very good, full of flavor. Um, I'm going to go with the Hardee's biscuit and the father's ham. I like the saltiness with the butter taste, in my opinion. And I'm going to have to go with Mel's drink. I think her Mel's mimosa was uh, spot on with the saltiness of the father's ham. Yeah. Well, I don't think I said a ham, but I think both of them were just spectacular. Like I said, anytime you can get something from a craftsman, um, kind of like our from both our sponsors, right? Seldom Seen Farms and Cruise Customs Flags. Anytime you can buy something from a small businessman or businesswoman, uh, I like doing that. And I know all three of you love doing that too. Um, you know, listeners out there, if you can support small business, do it, do it all the time. Um, that's what keeps America great, keeps America running, um, keeps people's dreams alive. I'm sure Father's Ham, whenever they had that dream of making hams, he did that first 200 hams and they flooded away. Um, man, that perseverance of get back in there and do it again. Yeah, that just screams America right there. You fail first. Yeah. Get back up, lift yourself up, and do it again. But four great cocktails, uh, four great biscuits. But the Hardee's, it sounds like it won the day, right? I think yeah. so. Grease yes. might be happy to hear that, I think. I think he would. Uh, Grease from the podcast, um, he'd, he'd love to hear that. He's a big Hardee's fan. That's probably why you went to that whiskey event and had that deal was because of him. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Mel's cocktail, it sounds like Mel's cocktail, two votes for that. Um, so I'd say Mel, she probably pretty much won out on that cocktail. Um, and it's no secret to everybody that listens to us knows we all four love that bourbon mimosa. Anytime we get our hands on one, we're traveling down the road. It all started from a great weekend in Nashville, and now it's a it's just a thing now. Yeah. Um, we try to go to a restaurant. You know, I'll try to order one of those for breakfast. It's It just hits the spot. Well, Jim? What do you think? Great episode. It was a great episode. I think our listeners can uh, uh, can mosey over to our website and check out the blog on this. I'll be sure that uh, there'll be recipes in there for the cocktails. Yeah. There'll be links to the ham websites and the biscuit websites so that uh, people know where to try and reproduce some of this. If they've heard something they like. And uh, yeah, check out our blog. I think it's a good idea. Mike, where can people find us on the internet? Well, I think both of our wives both have Instagram accounts. Mel, what's your Instagram handle? Iowa Silk. No joke. No. You named me that. <laughs> uh, Iowa Silk is because she's from Iowa, and Silk is for corn silk. Corn. And Viv, what's yours? VV. It's V-E-V-E-E 621. So you check out both of our wives on Instagram. Give them a follow. A uh, big thank you from us to them having them on. We've been promising this forever, trying to pull them on a, on the podcast. and uh, Reluctantly. They, yeah. they, they came on reluctantly, right? <laughs> yeah. We want to make the chocolate cake, the chocolate bourbon cake. <laughs> well, I think that was a big the chocolate cake. You know, everybody, if you don't know about the chocolate cake story, uh, Viv and I gifted Mel and Jim a chocolate bourbon chocolate cake mix. For Christmas, like two years ago, yeah, yeah, and uh, it just got cooked not too long ago. But no, it, was, it, it attempted a, to get cooked. It was meant for a show, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was meant for a cooking show. Uh, it just didn't happen. You guys cooked it. Maybe it had met its expiration date 
or I something. I think it had. <laughs> but <laughs> listeners, I promise you, we'll try to do that this year. We'll do a, some TikTok video with that, maybe um, stitch it together, um, pour some bourbon in it. We'll have a good time with it. But you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can find us at all those locations. You won't find us on Twitch. Uh, we don't do Discord. Discord or any Reddit. We don't do all that. Um, but you can't find us there. Best place to find us is on our private Facebook group, the Bourbon Roadies. A great family in there. We just don't tolerate any rudeness. Um, if you'd like to drink from the bottom of the shelf, which we kind of did today, really. Yeah. Um, two, two bottom shelfers for our cocktails. Or if you like to reach from the stuff on the top shelf, do that. But don't down anybody else's bourbon. What do you got, ladies think about that? Do you like that we do that? Absolutely, because not everybody can afford top shelf bourbon. Yeah. yeah, we always try to say your bourbon your way. We we try to stick to that. If you want to put Pappy and Coke, go right ahead. Yeah, and the best bourbon's not always on the top shelf, guys. Just keep that in mind. Sometimes there's a, a real gem looking down a few shelves. Yeah, uh, we like to see us put craft whiskeys on there. It gives me and Jim great ideas. We like to see cocktail recipes on there. Uh, we like to see celebration of life. Uh, I saw that in the last couple of days. Sure. Uh, people lost some friends. I lost two great friends this couple, last couple of weeks. Um, we want to see that celebration life on there. Bursts, Matt King, we said that Matt and uh, Kim down there had a baby and stuff. Uh, we want to see those celebrations on there. So show that stuff to us in the bourbon roadies. Absolutely. So we do two shows a week. We'll do a short episode every Monday where Mike and I will pick a bottle. We'll pick a distillery. We'll kind of take a look at one expression, tell you what we think about it, let you know whether we think you ought to add it to your bar or not. Every Wednesday, we'll do a large format show, long format show, about an hour in length, like today's, where we'll do two 30-minute halves. Actually, today we did four 15-minute halves. Yeah. Quarts, whatever, quarters, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we'll, we'll spend about an hour. We'll get you to work, and we'll get you home again. Uh, we'll do a deep dive on a subject today. It was all about what's our uh, 2022 biscuit of the year. Congratulations, Hardy. You won this one out. <laughs> we had some great cocktails today, actually all of which I never really had before. These were all new cocktails for me. Yeah, I think all four of us would say that, all new cocktails. A great way to ensure that you get to listen to our shows is make sure you scroll on up, hit that check sign, that plus sign, that subscribe sign. That makes sure your app on your phone or however you listen to us, by Amazon or on YouTube. Or Alexa. Alexa. Uh, it'll make sure that you get to listen to that show. The next thing we'd like for you to do is scroll on in, hit that five-star review. You don't know how much it helps us. If you don't, you know what's going to happen, right? I'm going to grab these two bottles of whiskey. I'm going to bring Jim. I'm going to bring our wives with us. We're going to make cocktails all night long. We're even going to bring the big, bad booty daddy of bourbon with us. He will drink it up. By the end of the night, we're going to get that five-star review out of you. But seriously, those five-star reviews open up doors for us. It helps us get great content, great guests with like our two beautiful wives we have with us today. Um, we really appreciate it. And they would not have come on the show had it not been for all our five-star reviews. That's it. That's what got them on here. <laughs> they both said. Ladies, from the bottom of our heart, thank you for coming on and uh, enhancing our uh, podcast today. Thanks. It was fun. It was fun. Thank you. All right. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can always go to our website. we got a contact us page there. If you got a recommendation for a show or a topic or a guest, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you can always reach out to us. Mike and I are very, very approachable. Uh, 
Uh, you can send us an email if you like. I'm Jim at the bourbonroad.com. He's Mike at the bourbonroad.com. But like we always say, hit up our DMs on Instagram. I'm Jay Shannon 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. And we'll see you down the bourbon road. Now. Thank you.